how much we don't have control in. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. how much we are out of control, although we crave having the control in everything that we do. It's like those moments that are so difficult remind us like, oh, there's so much we can't control. And thank God we can't actually, because it's better in God's hands. (laughs) Yeah. That's literally what I thought today. I was, I was doing my, I was at my client's house and I was thinking like, I was listening to a worship song talking about God being in control and sit like in control and how like we like, it's better when he does. And I was thinking like, thank God I don't have control because with control comes responsibilities and that's too much responsibility that I don't too much. Which is why you get so overwhelmed. Like one of the main, I realized the best way to understand why I'm feeling so overwhelmed is usually because I've decided in my mind that I have have to take control over it all, which is so overwhelming because we don't have that control. But we like try to talk ourselves into like, oh, we should have that control because that's what our culture and society says. Like do everything right, hustle, blah, blah, blah. You're supposed to look like this, this, and this. So then by the default, we convince ourselves that we should have more control over our life, but like we don't. And then you get so overwhelmed. It's exhausting. Like this morning when I was getting angry and then I was like, you know what, God, you handled it. Uh, Two times. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And I think that's a place we have to get to sometimes to really get to that like surrender, like. I'm at my wit's end. I really don't have control here. I give up. Like, handle it. I think God's literally waiting for us to do that. Yeah. Because then we realize, oh, like, we don't have to be doing all this striving and, like, worrying. It's so clear that we're not supposed to worry, right? But all we do is worry about things. (laughs) If we would just, like, take that little ounce of worry and be like, oh, what does the Bible say? Although we know that it's, like, it just is like a running some if if you're used to that train of thought it's going to be easy for you to fall into worry yeah but it's just really i think an invitation when the worry comes to be like oh this ain't my my job lord take it <laughs> take yeah. it and can you imagine like this is where i get really tripped out like when it comes to like people who don't follow god or believe in him or lean on him it's like how do you handle that pressure? I don't know. I saw a video that you posted about it. Like, how are you guys doing? Barely. I don't know. I don't know. Because without Just that, check like, in. dependence on him, it's like, I would literally, it makes sense. Because I was literally crumbling without him before I like started following him and developing yeah. relationship, which is why I ended up giving up everything because I realized like it is just not worth it like the striving the hustle the feeling like you have to have control the performance and then when you have God it's like oh you handle it I can literally realize so um since we already started the podcast um usually I was doing before but since I already passed play um to take a little bit of the conversation because it's like we sit for five minutes to talk. We already had a whole before podcast going <laughs> about it. Um, so um, I just want to do a quick prayer before we start, and then yeah. we're going to keep going. Love so, it. Lord, we're here today to thank you so much for putting here together, to bringing us together for the friendship, for the fellowship. Lord, 
We thank you so much, Lord, for this platform that you put us uh, to talk about you, to talk about your word and share our testimonies. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you can talk to us and through us here today for everybody who needs to listen. We sometimes need to listen to ourselves more because it's you talking. So, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you can uh, talk through us and that you can send uh, the message that your people need to hear. I pray that you can bless Maddie, that you can uh, bless her life for taking her time, Lord, to be here with us today. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's do this. Let's do it. So the reason why I want to talk about, it's kind of like a mix. We don't, like, it's hardly one topic that we talk about on the podcast. I know. I feel but like they trail into, like, five different Different things, ones. Actually. And, like, the first one that I was thinking about doing was about, um, oh, my God, the word just escaped. It was about, like, they kind of, like, people's opinions about us, kind of, like, um, like, people-pleasing situations, especially as Christians, because I was watching a video, um, uh, about that and it led to like self-esteem and trust in yourself because like if you try to please other people too much you ended up like doubting yourself and having insecurities and at the same time that affects your journey that was affecting my journey with God because a few days ago God literally gave me a revelation that I was not letting him love me so, like, that first topic came to this one and complimented each other. So, I really, like, want to talk about all that because my problem personally with God, like, not with God, but, like, in my relationship with God was I have 100% sure that he's going to do the things that he promised me because he's faithful. The, the, the problem was I didn't have faith in myself. Like, my question was, God, why would you have any reason to go through your word that you spoke to me? Because I do not deserve a single thing. So, like, instead of just bringing me the awareness of I don't deserve anything, but you still gave me, like, that was going to the dark side of, like, okay, but why you're going to go through, like, I do not deserve at all. Like, it was going to shame to, like, lack of security, doubting myself, yeah. having meltdowns and crying and feeling, like, I'm unloved. And, like... The whole thing came up and I was like, I need to talk about this because a lot of people like they're so faithful and they trust in God, but they have yeah. such a like lack of trusting themselves. Yeah. And that's really yeah. a problem. Yeah. And I'm smiling through your explanation because it's just so funny. God is just so you were just saying earlier how he has a sense of humor. It's funny how you reached out to me to do this one, too, because it's like this is the exact thing I'm going through. It's like everything you just said is literally what I've been going through in the past, like, three weeks. And so it's just so classic. It's so classic, God. But yeah. I think the cool part, too, is, like, I think there, it's layered. But the cool part is, like, obviously, I think you and I have both gathered a lot of nuggets throughout that and, like, seen how he's moved through the like really hard moments and like brought us out of it in moments or I don't want to speak for you but like for me too like in the past month like seen so clearly how it's like you we really don't let him love him to the capacity that he can or love us to the capacity that he can 
although it's like we you know it's like you're aware of his ability to love to that level right because we've experienced it but it's like allowing allowing that love in on a day-to-day basis is, is a different story and i think a lot of christians maybe don't connect like your thought life when it comes to like shame or like am i worthy or the way you handle or carry yourself is connected to the level of love that you allow God to love you. And that I think is something people don't realize. It's like, you can have a thought of like, Oh no, I know God loves me and I allow him to love me. I follow him. He's in my life. But the way you actually live your life on a day-to-day basis and how you carry yourself and your self-worth is also connected to the level that you allow him to love you. And I just think it's cool too, how connected everything is. Like the way you live your life is a representation of how your relationship with God is. They're always yeah. so connected and it doesn't define who God is. I think that's mm-hmm. the difference. It's like the way you live your life doesn't always define who God is because obviously there's, there's places of lack that we're always needing, but um, it always shows I think and reveals areas where we can let him in more Um, yeah it really does yeah because like um every like every month I would have the same issue there's like there would be an area in my life that like I have areas in my life that I fully trust God but I like Areas that I knew that I had anxieties, it was the ones that I didn't fully surrender to him. And like, I would think to myself, and I feel, I would feel guilty, like, why am I not like trusting God? Like, I know that he will come through, but I needed to find the root of that feeling. And I didn't yeah. know what was it. Like, I couldn't like realize until I started, I started studying Matthew. And like, just thinking about the whole journey of Jesus that like the ultimate act of love that he did for us. And that got me thinking like, why? Like I felt, I a little like heard God saying, why don't you trust in me? Think about it, why? Just be honest, like be honest. One thing that I like, I was honest with God, but I think sometimes we get a little bit scared of being fully honest. Yeah. Like, he knows what you're thinking. Like, you can tell him things and kind of, like, tell in a way that, like, it's more, you left some things out. But, like, be honest. Like, he's not offended by your honesty. And I was yeah. like, I was like, you know, well, Lord, I, to be, like, completely blunt <laughs> and honest with you, the reason why I think I don't trust you is not because I don't trust you. I don't trust I don't think I believe it. I like I do. I don't think I deserve it. Like I know that you can come through with anything in my life because you already did. I just keep like I have that little feeling in the like in my head is saying, okay, but why he would? Why would he? Like why would he do that for you? Like yeah. you must have so many times. You yeah. do things wrong all the time. Why he would fulfill that promise? Like I would basically live with that sense of insecurity that like you know he promised me but i don't think like i don't deserve this so like i had like not fully trusting god because i didn't have faith in myself and 
that got me thinking like, okay, but why you feel that way? And I started burst, bursting in tears because like, he's, an, he's our father. And unfortunately, my relationship with my father is kind of weird and not really good. So I told him, I was like, God, I don't know why, but the only type of love that I know from a father, I had to earn. It was never, oh Lord, it was never, like, I, that love was never given, like, freely to me. Yeah. So, like, I was in my bed, I was saying, I think that I need to work super hard to earn your love. And that was like, I was like, that's, that's why I think, like, I think that I'm never, I'm never going to work hard enough to earn your love. And if I mess up, that means that love, it's like, because I grew up, like, I grew up having my, the love of my father taken away from me every time that I messed up. So I had mm. to always be working to earn this love, be the best person I could ever be to them, have a reward of having his love. So like, I was like, that's the only love I know. And like, I had to be so honest with God and be like, that's the only love I know. Like, I, I, I'm used to work for the love that I receive. Like, I'm not used to just have a, like this amount of love and blessings just handed over to me. Like, yeah. I'm not used to that. It's weird. So that's why I feel like I, 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 I was I was building that like wall between me and God. And I was like, that's it, God. Like, and I literally had to say, God, I need you to teach me how to accept your love because it feels uncomfortable to just be loved because of because you love me, not because I deserve. So God has been lately just working so much on my mind and my heart to break that version of what love was. Right. Because yeah. for me, love had to be earned. Yeah. And like I'm figuring out now and I'm finding out now that with God, I do not need to work. Like he loved me no matter what. Yeah. Like he if I mess up, yes, I repent, I talk to him, but that's not something that's gonna take his love away from me. Mm -hmm. So like it was a such a like not a small thing, but like it's such a simple thing, but it took me like really start having a deep relationship with God. For him to show my traumas and heal my traumas because mm -hmm. whether I liked it or not that was affecting my whole life yeah yeah it reminds me too of um like when we first start following God or discover that he's real and this is something God has shown me in the past couple of weeks he's reminded me of like the love he gave me with where I was at in my life right? Like when you first discover he's real, like you're not doing anything different. You're not like, you haven't like studied Matthew. You haven't like done all this praying and all of these things that have won you his love in that moment to start following him. And I think he reminds me often of the, right of the moment it started because I was at my lowest. And it's like, there was nothing I did to deserve that love to to encourage me to start changing my life and I think it's layered it's like it's good to be reminded of like the first moment you started following him because there was no change there might have been like a desperation but it's like you weren't doing the things so when you're on your walk with God it's like we start developing and doing these things to learn and study and grow 
And it's easy to get into that performance of like that exchange, especially when you have a history like you of like, it was exchange an exchangeable love for you. So it's easy for you to fall into that pattern of like, oh, I need to do this to earn it. And if I don't, you feel that shame. And um, I similarly had to go through like just remembering how it started because mm-hmm. it's easy to get down on ourselves and like we aren't doing things right. But it's like we were never doing it right when it started. <laughs> Like, that's why we had to, that's why we were desperate for change because we weren't doing it right, but we still got, felt the most love um, that we ever experienced. And I think another thing that comes to mind is we were, usually you are, you're, um, what was it? What was the phrase? It's like, you're moved to change through the feeling of his love. Like it's through his love that we're motivated to change our life, not reversed. And I think like what you were saying, like you were motivated to change because you knew if you did something, you would get that love, right? Which is backwards. And you get stuck in this performance mindset when you're doing things for love. But um, I think it's just also a good reminder, like, we we're motivated to change, which honestly is just for our benefit to change because then we're going to experience less pain and hurt, but we're motivated first through experiencing love. It's not doing anything for it. Um, I think that's important to know, but it's real. And I think it's so important to be like in self-aware, like you've been, especially with learning, like what your trauma is, how it's manifesting in your life today because so much of our past and our childhood is leaking out in how we live as adults. And yeah, it's so key to go back, especially with, like with Jesus and be like, okay, what is it that's coming that I, that, that isn't healed in my heart that I need to work through. And a lot of time, every, I, th- I would say most often your relationship with your father is a representation of how you view God because it's the only father on earth, your earthly father. Obviously, God is your um, heavenly father, your spiritual father. And the encouraging part about that, too, is like because our all of our fathers are flawed, every father on the face of the planet is flawed and will disappoint you and hurt you. It's like we've we've discovered the one father that can redeem all of that and step in and fill those gaps and heal those parts of you that were taught that you have to perform for love or that you have to do something right for love. Uh, and it's, it's a hard process too, because you still have those feelings and that pain is still very real because you lived it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make it easy to just be like, Oh God will fill the gap, which like, yeah, it, it helps your mindset be like, it helps simplify it, right? When we talk like yeah. that, like, yeah, God's going to fill that gap. But you still have to walk out that process of like facing what you lived through, um, which is tough. But at the same time, it's like you have to walk through it to get through it and feel it and experience it. Because otherwise, it's like you're just masking the pain and pushing it deeper, which is why it's probably slipping out in little areas, right? Because if you don't face it, it'll slip out. 
till the day you die, even when you're something that you went through as a kid, if you don't face it, it's going to leak out in your life until you do. So you can be 80 yeah. years old and still functioning in childhood trauma, <laughs> you know, yeah. which is crazy. Like it's, but. it's so important to like, cause I knew there was this, I was an issue. I didn't know, like, I wasn't aware of that issue because like for me, it was just normal. So like when you start walking with God, when you thought it was normal, like comes to the surface and then he start pointing out like, that's not okay. So like mm -hmm. took me so much to realize because for me, that was, that was it. Like, you know, like that's, that's how it works. So like, I know there's a lot of people who like, they, I told God, I was like, it's, it's, it's not just me. There's, Every everybody is is going through something similar because unfortunately we're gonna have we're gonna take of what we lived and like with our fathers here on earth and taken like and think about that God's house gonna be and I was that hit my mind and I started comparing my action towards God and I was like yeah like I was expecting God unconsciously to act like my earthly father that's why I had that sense of like not fully fully trusting his promises because everything that i heard from my father here on earth was broken promises yeah so like i'm still like you know like on that process of you know he's not he's not it's kind of the same thing father but like no he's he's different like that's the way you saw a father but like god is literally like reshaping like what love means to me what a truly like loving father is and i'm having to like detach like that image and like separate you know that's what you lived in your past and maybe you live through within the future like in the present with your father here but god it's not like that so like it's bringing us through like process and like that was literally rooted a little bit on that part of always be disappointed in myself and not think that I deserved it and affecting my self-esteem. Yeah. Cause like it will get so hard and like that affects so much. That affects your like romantic relationship, that that affects your friendship, that yeah. affects everything. And like you're gonna receive from people here on earth the love you think you deserve. And God is loving you, but if you don't allow him to love you, you're never going to experience that full, full love. And I think that was, like, a huge breakthrough because, like, I don't know. I was feeling, like, crap. <laughs> the best few weeks. <laughs> to Literally, honest. me too. Like, I, we were probably in the same mindset, not going to lie. Like, it's – and similar with you, like, daddy issues. <laughs> like – it's brutal and uh i think the main one of the main lessons i've been learning is like when you grow up like you have an expectation of what your parents who they are in your life right and like they're your parents you learn everything from them they tell you everything you know you look at them through a lens of like oh you know everything you're like you anything you say is right because we think that when we're little. And then obviously we get, we have to grow up and like uh, figure things out on our own, what we do agree with and don't agree with in terms of what they said or did or um, 
we're an example for. Um, and then once you get to that stage, it's like there's another stage of like who you hope they, in a lot of cases, like you have an expectation of what you wish your parents would be for you or who they would be for you or how they would show up for you. And you have to almost like, I've had to like grieve the expectation of what I hoped my parents would be in certain categories in my life. Because we see so many things in life, like movies. We also have a standard, I think, when we start following God of like the kind of leader we want in our life, right? And the kind that we, we craved that we could learn from and grow. And like, it, it almost, it's like, obviously like we're, we're who we're supposed to be in this moment for a reason. And like our stories are what they are for a reason, but I've had to walk out like who I could have been with a certain type of parent. You know what I mean? Like the kind of confidence I could have had, the kind of self-worth I could have walked with. Um, just the kind of mindset that you think you can have when you have a certain level of a mentor in your life or a parent that really instills in you that God-fearing love. And so yeah. it is like grieving what you wanted or what you hoped for. And I think that is important in itself of like coming to terms with what you so deeply wanted, letting yourself be sad about it, and then ultimately letting go because you have no control. Letting go of that thing you wanted so deeply and let, giving it up and being like, okay, Lord, now this is where you step in. Like I'm grieving what I wanted in certain relationships, but now the hopeful part, and this is why we have hope when our relationships fail because God does step in. Like all of those areas of lack that we have in our relationships, it's like we can grieve it and and be sad about it and and like almost surrender it. Like, Lord, I'm giving you this. This is what I wanted. It's not happening. I can't control people but you can control stepping in and filling that gap. Um, so I think that is, it all comes down to just like all the disappointments that we have one way or another, God does step in. Um, and okay. I think you too, you also said like the disappointments, like you take it, it can it's easy to take it personally like is there something wrong with me am I doing something wrong here am I the reason these relationships are failing am I and this is another reason or another lesson God's been teaching me is like I've been afraid of my own free will it's like it's like you're you're aware like God has control God's first in my life like I those are two things that I know but it's another thing to walk it out you know and like you, the enemy is so good at showing you instances, instances in your life that can be evidence for why you should fear your own free will, right? Like you're messing up here. You're messing up here. This relationship failed. Like you're like, and it's easy for our mind to like go towards those things and then take it inward and be like, oh, am I doing something wrong? Do I like, and then you, it, the reason why you don't allow God's love in, in those moments is because you're like in a shame spiral, yeah. When we, when we shame ourselves for like certain things not working out, it's basically us saying that we don't trust who God created us to be, you know? So then that's where the lack of love, we don't allow that love in because we're, we're shaming who God created. 
<laughs> so it's like getting rid of that shame and realizing, no, God, that's not God's voice. God doesn't, if you feel shame or yeah. condemnation against yourself, that's not God. And like no, that's not. realizing that's the, the difference, you know? And it's like, and it's hard depending on the moment that you are in to realize that difference. Because a lot of people think misunderstand repentance with uh, regret and shame, you know? And like, yeah, you should repent, but repent is not feeling remorse. And a lot of people confuse that. Like repentance is it's an action of you changing the course of your life, you realizing that you made a mistake and now you're gonna act different. That's repentance. Remorse, like keep like keep like hurting yourself because you did that and keep like, replaying that in your head. I'm sorry, but like that's not repentance. Like, yeah. of course, it's good for you to feel bad about something that you did. Um, but that's not repentance. Repentance yeah. is not just a remorse. And I was confused in repentance with that. And like, I would just stay like days, like, just like torturing myself because something that I did. And I was like, the time that you spend torturing yourself, you just should be like, you could be changing your behavior and doing things better. Like, you don't like, that's not what I want for you. Like, I want you to learn the lesson and improve yourself, not learn the lesson and keep just like grieving for three, four days. Oh, I messed that, that up. Yeah, okay, you're human. Okay, move on. Don't do right. it differently from now on. Yeah. Yeah. But don't get attached to that, like, oh, I did this. Oh, God doesn't love me anymore and all that. And yeah. I know it's easy for you to do that. Um, and that really affects the God, like God's blessing towards your life. Because, like, if you don't have faith kind of, like, in yourself in a meaning of, like, like, just how I was feeling. I felt like I didn't deserve anything, not in a good way of being aware of who I am before God, because right. that is one thing. Yeah, but you'll yeah. be like, I don't deserve anything. Like, and put yourself into that, like, darkness cycle of just feeling like you're nothing and god shouldn't be doing this because you don't deserve anything that's shaming that shaming feeling that's not from god and that can really kind of like delay it don't let you fully achieve the blessings and promises god has for you because yeah. that was happening to me like god was blessing me still because he loves me but like i wasn't able to access everything because i was just spending too much time feeling sorry for myself and feeling like i didn't deserve anything and that God, it would be better if he chose somebody else over me. Yeah. Like, and that, and that point is like you said, you're literally doubting God at the same time that you're doubting yourself because yeah. you're questioning his ability to pick. And if he picked you, is because he knows something yeah. that maybe you don't yourself right now. You don't know about yourself right now, but he does. And when that like clicked on me, that like, you don't have any faith in yourself is the same thing that don't have any faith in God because he chose you. And I'm like, okay. So like that started just like popping in my head and I was connecting dots and yeah. God was showing me things like, I don't want you to feel like you're here every time. Like for me to recognize my glory, you don't have to put yourself down to like a hole. You like, you know, like you're aware uh, of who I am, but you don't need to, Put yourself in that position. Um, like you're literally my like you're literally my daughter. How do you think I will treat a daughter of mine? 
Like, how do you think I would treat them? Like, they're beneath me. Like, no, you're just, like, a peasant. No, like, yeah, I'm God, but you're my daughter. So, like, don't treat yourself that way because somebody made you feel that way. That doesn't mean that I want you to feel that way. And as soon as I had a conversation with God and he was showing things to me, something crazy happened. So my struggle was always, like, in the financial situation. Because I'm still between things. I'm still, I'm still between things. When people ask me, what do you do for a living? I'm like, I don't know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my biggest struggle. I knew he would come through. But, again, why would you, you know? I don't do the right thing. And then as soon as I had that breakthrough, I was like, you know what, God? You too. I'm not going to focus on I deserve it or no, but I'm going to focus on the part that you said you would. So, like, instead of focusing of, like, shaming myself, I'm going to focus on what you said. And you say you're going to be my provider no matter what. You didn't put conditions. I'm going to be your provider if you behave like this, if you do this for me. He just said, I'm going to be your provider, period. I'm not, like, you know, that's it. And I started focusing on that. I was like, you know what, Lord? I'm going to use my time to be a better version of myself every day um, and search you. And then you're figuring out the part of the <laughs> providing stuff. <laughs> and I'm going to trust in your word, not of my, um, how do you say it in English? Like merit? Like um, In your word, not my, just how you feel? Or like what uh, you're. I don't know how the word, in Portuguese it's merito. It's kind of like when you earn something. Like it's not for your works, kind of, you know? Or your performance. Yeah, so, like, I focus more of, like, I'm not going to focus on all my works. I'm going to focus on the promise he made to me. So I was like, you know what, Lord, if you said you're going to provide, you're going to provide. I'm just going to chill. I'm going to relax. I'm going to do the things that I have to do. I'm going to do my part here. Yeah. And, like, that was two days before my rent was due. And then I literally didn't worry. I was like, you know what? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Be late a little few days. It's fine, you know? And a day before my room was due, no, that, that same day, that was like um, really early in the morning. And then that was the day that I had the volunteer day for the, for the shop that I went with my friends. We distributed some food uh, for people who lived on the street and stuff. And we had a praying session. And this friend who was leading the prayer, she started praying for everybody. And suddenly she just started getting really, really specific with me. She was like, I see a godly connection happening today. God's opening the doors for you. Uh, the provision is coming and stuff like that. And I was like, that was very specific. And I was like, amen. And then a few hours later in the afternoon, my client, who I do the dog sitting, she texts me saying that like, she has a, a client that she was trying to pitch. And she needed me to design a website temple for her. And that was out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I'll do. And then the day of my rent, she gave me the payment. And it was like almost like a little bit more, but like the exact it's amount of missing for my rent. Wow. And I paid so rent cool. and had a little bit over. And I told that my friend, I told to my client because she's Christian too. Um, and I was just like, it was literally God being like, you just need to, like, don't worry. <laughs> you just yeah. need to trust me 
not even ability to like earn anything because we literally are saved by grace. And like he had to remind me, especially like reading Matthew, and I was seeing some preachings about like Jesus and like about like his return and everything and salvation. And God reminded me something that every Christian knows and everybody knows that we saved by not by works, but by grace. Um, because we cannot work enough to earn our salvation and God's love. Yeah. Because we're sinful. But and then he was like, Can you just understand that the math, it's never gonna be mathing? <laughs> like then no matter what you do, like you is literally what you said. It doesn't matter if you're like you're in the world and you're right now doing all of that. What the point you reach right now, it's not enough for you to be saved. But you're like you're in a different level of relationship with me now. Yeah. So like he had to teach me a really simple lesson that everyone should know that you're saved and you're loved by his grace, not because you earned. And that was so simple, but he had to remind me like that so many times until it really clicked and I had the revelation of what saved by grace means. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh wow, that way you meant. And I yeah. listened to that my whole life. And it took me 26 years to understand. <laughs> Isn't it funny how a, a statement we hear like hundreds of times can have a new meaning in a moment, but it's like so simple. But it has such a deep revelation to you in this moment because it's like you literally saw lived out in your life the definition yeah. of it. I love when that happens. It's like just the simple revelations that God reminds you like, no, this is what I mean when I say saved by grace. Yeah, because you listen to a lot of things, but when you actually have the revelation of what it means, yeah, it's like mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. And like, I love the way you said to, you're like, what's the worst that can happen? I'm a few days late. I think so often like people think like, they almost shame like not doing it right on time or you're a failure, right? But it's like, no, like, what is the worst that can happen? Like, you, like, we put so much pressure on like the rules, but yes, you should pay your rent. But like, mm-hmm. it's like almost takes that level of trusting of like yeah. surrendering, like, I'm literally doing all I can. And I, what's the worst that can happen? You know, like, it takes that pressure off. It's like an easy way to, again, yeah. take the pressure off. Wow. That's so cool. Cool. We tend to trust ourselves more than God. And I'm like, dude, why? <laughs> why? Yeah. And I was talking to, I was trying to talk to my mom about it because like, here's the thing. While I was going through all of this questioning about myself and my faith and all of that. And I was feeling like, mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine talking to me and we had like a, a talk, a conversation because she's trying to move apartment, move like to uh, an apartment stuff. And the exact week that I was going through all of that, like, I was feeling, like, terrible. I was, like, out. She looked at me, and she's like, I admire so much your faith. Hmm. That was a slap in my face. I mean, we and need those like, reminders. And I was like, really? <laughs> I <almost> said, like, really? <laughs> yeah, you're like, because like, I don't know that I do. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that. And, like, she was talking to me. She was like, every time that I think, like, like, you're being inspired me so much to do all this because what you've been doing is crazy. Like, the amount of faith you have in God, it's insane. I want to reach that level. And I was here feeling like I had zero faith in God. Then I was, like, totally, like, 
And like she's seen from the outside, she was like, I just don't know how you have that amount of faith in God. And like, because I love him the same way you do, but just like, I'm still not there yet to trust that much. Yeah. Unfortunately. And I was like, that that was like a God, God reminding me of how we see yourself way, way less than we actually like we're standing. Yeah. Like in my vision, I was like so, so, so low. I was, I was like doing everything wrong. And like that really good friend of mine talking to me was like, even other people can see yourself, but you can't. And I was like, yeah, Lord, it's yeah. hard. It's a process. It's so hard. It's another thing God, I think has been showing me too. It's like, when people give you that kind of love and like compliment you and encourage you or say something nice about you, I don't know about you, but in my life, I've noticed like a lot of times I'll like try and avoid those people. Or try to give an explanation for it. Yeah. But what I, but like, it's almost like because they've said something nice, it's like now there's pressure to live up to it. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, the oh, pressure to like, live up the expectations. Live up to like what they're saying about you. So like um, maybe they don't know you personally really well. So it's like they say something nice and they're like just they're inspired by what they see. And it feels so good to hear that, right? But then it's yeah. another level of like allowing that love in or owning really the parts that they're saying about you. Yeah. Um when they start to get to know you or certain people that are closer in your life or that could be um, closer in your life. Cause it's like, you have to, I've had to know, I've noticed like I've, I've felt afraid that I won't live up to what people say. And like, oh. even that is like not allowing, like, I don't know the right wording, but it's like, it's that fear of owning it's fear in some layer. Right. But yeah. it's like, it's so it's such a trip. It's like it feels good to be encouraged, but at the same time, it's like for me, I've noticed like you almost put a wedge between certain people that love on you. It's like it's like it's like self-sabotaging the love, you know? Yeah, it's self-sabotaging because there's so many ways to do it. My problem is like I tend to reach to like a point of rejecting at the point like you're crazy, like what mm-hmm. are you talking about? And I try to like, you could compliment me, like, oh, you look so beautiful today. Oh, but look at this pimple, but look at this. Like, I'm going to point the mistakes so the person can have a realization, or I'm going to try to justify. Like, oh, it was, like, my point, I try to diminish. Like, I, I take the, I don't take the compliment well. I'm going to be like, yeah, no, but, like, it was nothing. Like, I cannot fully. You're trying to diminish it. Yeah, so, like, my issue was always that I tend to go to that route, of trying to not only even like accepting like I have to make an excuse like I cannot even say oh my god thank you no it's like oh no but like no like it's not what it seems like I just yeah it's so hard and like now I'm trying like god I, I feel like god is like ex- like a lot and funny thing is for my I'm very sarcastic so with my close friends they think I'm I have the best self-esteem ever because I'm very sarcastic, yeah. Um, but I'm truly not. I 
I, I'm still working on my self-esteem and I struggle yeah. every single day. But for people who know me, like my friends and family, they think I have the best self-esteem. Like they think I love myself that I wake up writing notes in the mirror and kissing. Like they have that image from me that I just <laughs> love myself that much. That I'm so like good with my body and my appearance and my and everything. And I was like, and it like it is so funny that uh is the part that I struggle the most. And like it's just been so crazy, like. And those things, it's good that I like, even those small things that I, I thought it was just like, no, that's not good enough to bother God with. I'm bringing to him like, God, please help me to accept a compliment, please. Yeah. yeah. I need, because that's, that's part of not accepting love. So that was connected to not accepting God's love, not accepting even a little compliment. Like it was deeply connected yeah. and I didn't know. Yeah. That's so real. It's so real. Everything goes back there, like <laughs> our issues. And We're the good thing is, enemy. yes, and like the good part of you, like walking with God is he makes you aware of that in order to fix it, in order to make you grow. And it's hard when it comes to the surface because like, mm -hmm. I literally saw a video yesterday of a pastor doing like a little like thing where he was like playing God and like shaking somebody. And then it was like representing God and us and God shaping us. And it hurts because for you to bring that trauma to the surface that I was like buried for so many years back then and kind of like it became something normal for him to like bring that out of you, it's gonna hurt. Like, that these past few weeks, I was having like meltdowns. I was crying. I was feeling the worst. I was just like, who am I? I'm going to end up like lonely and single. And yeah. <laughs> and like, and everywhere in my life, I was just like, I'm, I, was, I was almost giving it up, especially because of the business. Like so many things went wrong. And I was just like, Lord, I feel like, I don't know, like. and The worst. <laughs> the worst. And he was literally saying like, that's like not that's good but like your feeling is because like i'm taking that away from you because yeah. there's no way that he's gonna shape us if he doesn't make us aware of where he's taking out of us it's like it's like we partner with god in that situation because like he he cannot just it would be so much easier if he could be like oh god just take this anger issue away from me and boom you just wake up with no anger issue unfortunately that's not how it works for him to manage your anger issue, you're gonna have to be angry. Um, so for me to manage- To know that there's a difference, right? You yeah, won't so ever know if you're getting better if you don't have like a grid of like, if you were angry, you know? And you have to consciously grow every day. So like, I was feeling so not loved and I had to be like aware that I wasn't allowing God to love me for him to like break me free from that. Mm -hmm. I had to literally come to God and cry my ass out and tell him, okay, I admit, it, this is the issue. And he was like, finally, you admit it. Now we can remove it. So, yeah. like, he needs us to take the first step. And um, it hurts. Yeah. It's not comfortable at all. But I could see a clear change of the way I see God right now. And every time that I'm falling into that pattern, I'm aware of that. Yeah. Which is good. Be before, I wasn't. 
Yeah. For me, it was just sadness or like, oh, today I'm just not feeling good about myself. Now I know. And one thing that the enemy uses uh, a lot is the fact that, like, we're not aware of things. Like, if you're not aware that you have that issue, the enemy is going to attack that over and over and over. But the moment that you are aware of, he cannot use it against you anymore. He cannot use it that they, oh, God doesn't love you. He's going to do like the, like your father did. He's going to abandon you. He's not going to fulfill your promises. No, because you're like, no, it's not. Because we and God, we already talked about it. So <laughs> We've already been in there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the moment that, like, um, you're aware is when you take all of the power that enemy has in that area of your life. Yeah, it's always... Yeah, I mean, one of the main things they say when you're an addict is the first step is acceptance, right? You have to accept where you're at and own it in order to actually get through it and to change. And I think it takes like going through all of these like rock bottom moments or like crying so unhappy moments to get a certain level of clarity in your life about what needs to change. And I think for me, like just to put it into perspective how like night and day your life can be when you're in the wrong perspective is literally a week ago. And I think one of the main ways to pinpoint if you're under attack by the enemy or you have an off perspective or like you are just not believing God's truth and you're just being deceived, I think, is when you start to question who you are out of nowhere. You start to question who the heck you are what are you even good at? What do you even enjoy? And it's always connected to, to who God is. If you're questioning who you are and who God is, when you're in like a low, low place, you are 100% under attack because those are the two things the enemy wants you to question. Because if he can get you to question who you are, you're going to start questioning who God is because you're going to, you're going to, by default, and this is what I literally went through. It's like, you're like, if I'm feeling this low, if, and if you're in that dark of a place, it's easy for you to then think, then is God even real? Because I'm feeling this way. Like, where are you if I'm feeling so depressed about my life, so confused about who I am, who you are? Are you even real? And it, like, if you can get to that place in a perspective, it's like, it, it, it feels like you can't get out of it, right? And I think something God is teaching me because I'm very much an advocate of like mind renewal, shifting your perspective because there's so much power in your mind, right? And I think with that, like that is truth. There's so much truth with that. It's like my whole testimony. But at the same time, I think I've almost put too much pressure on doing that right, too much pressure on renewing my mind the right way. Too much pressure on doing everything I need to do in order to be in alignment with God's truth or his pers- perspective. And if I put too much pressure on that, that means I'm scared that I'm going to do it wrong and not live out the plan that God has for me. And God was revealing all of this to me. Like I put so much pressure on doing it right that like when I was in that low place a week ago, All I could say, it was like I was at such a low place that all I had the energy to say was, Lord, help. There wasn't no, I need to do all this mind renewal, all this work, this plan A to Z, like to get myself right. 
like it was almost like God was showing me how much even performance I put into like with God's truth. And this is funny how the enemy will take scripture and turn it into performance, which will get you stuck in this like mo like performance based love isn't real love. It's conditional, yeah. right? So then by default, you're you're not being connected to the real source of love because you're functioning in performance and in fear, right? So God was like, I think he needed to get me to a place of so, and this is just how God uses everything for good. Like transparently, I've never felt that low mentally in my life. And all I could say was, Lord, help me. Help me get out of this. I don't know how to do it. With all the tools you've given me and all the like advice and and it, like at this point I don't have an answer, and I woke up the next day, didn't do anything different. Woke up the next day different, different perspective. It was like something heavy had come on come off of me, and I think it was just a reminder. And all week I've been different. It's like night and day how different I've been from last week, and it's just a reminder. Like yes, there are tools. And scripture is powerful and God's truth is true. But it's easy to fall into the performance. And it's also easy to discredit what God can do in a moment when you do nothing. When you do nothing. Like it it wasn't, I didn't earn, I did not do anything different. In fact, that day when I was like, Lord, help me, I was quite literally doubting his very existence. (laughs) And so he can take your doubt just by you still depending on him in the midst of your doubt and and change you and it wasn't you doing anything right right maybe you're maybe you doing something right was you still asking god for help but all you did was say help you know i think it's just a good reminder of like how unconditional his love is and how he can step in and change your mindset and perspective in a moment with you not doing anything Um, and i think there's so many different layers of testimonies when it comes to a perspective shift but i think this is important one because it just reminds us that God can change you in a moment, not because of what you do. And that's yeah, something that I'm like being reminded honesty. of. It just really needs honesty. Because like one thing that is really like I had to God slow me down in the past few years. Slowed you down? He slowed me down in the in the thing of because I was so used to the hustle in every sense of my, like, in every area of my life, not just work, but every area. I was always like this. Yeah. Like, since I had that conditional love growing up, so I was always had to move out of, like, I had to be do, always do, like, doing do. things. Yeah. You know? And this past, since I moved to Miami, especially, a little bit before, my whole testimony is literally God saying, now it's my time to do the work. And you just literally have to follow my lead. Yeah. I, was, I was so used to me being responsible in my life and doing, doing, doing. And when you mentioned, like, you just were comfortable in resting and, like, do not doing anything because we have tools, we have things. And sometimes God put us in a position that he was, like, yeah, used to just rest in me. And when he says rest in me, is literally just put all of your concerns in him. Like yeah. you, your cry for help was just like Jesus help enough. me. But that's enough. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, and and sometimes he had to put in this point to remember, like, 
you don't have to do it first. You don't have to do it by yourself. You're not alone. And you don't have to have a fancy prayer for me yeah. to listen to you. Yeah. Because sometimes it gets to that, yeah, I need to pray. God doesn't look yeah. for the performance. He looks with your heart. Mm -hmm. So I sometimes, like, I know everybody had that time that you you should just, you, I was just crying. I couldn't even express myself in words because I didn't even know what to say. Yeah. And I was like crying. I was like, God, I don't even know how to express the pain that I'm feeling and the moment that I'm going through, or if I don't even know what I need to ask you. Yeah. I just it doesn't, feel doesn't like, that too like do you I don't know if you ever feel this way, doesn't that feeling in itself make you more discouraged because you don't know why? Yeah. <laughs> ever like, before, so you you shame yourself even more. You're already in a shame spiral. And then because you're in a shame spiral and you don't have the why. You're, sh you're shaming yourself for the shame. Like, why am I like this? <laughs> yeah, it keeps going. And like, I was really crying so much. was like, God, I don't know why I'm crying. I don't know why I'm like this. But you probably know. Yeah. And I would try sometimes to explain myself to God. Like, I'm feeling like this because of this. But at the end, I was like, there's no words for it. Yeah. So I just know that I'm feeling this. I don't even know the word for this. <laughs> and like, but... I think it's like a reminder that um, he just like, we think we're bothering God all the time. And that's a lesson that he's putting in my mind that because I grew up feeling like I was always bothering. Like I am, I, I'm still learning how to not behave like that because yeah. it doesn't matter how much you love me or like me. I always think I'm going to be bothering you. Yeah. So with my mom, friends, it doesn't matter. Like if I text you twice in a row, I'm going to think I'm bothering you. If I go to your place and I do not be the best person ever, behaved person ever, I'm going to think, like, you know, like, I have this yeah. sense of pleasing. It comes to the people-pleasing situation. And I had to learn that with God, like, you you don't have to be like that. Like, God Please is breaking. Him regardless. Yeah, like, he's breaking so many layers and, like, reshaping me, like, making me a brand new person. And... It's just crazy because it's so many things, but like we just learned that with God, like it doesn't have, it never is about performance and it's never going to be about performance because when you have the mindset that, oh, God loves me because I'm such a great Christian, you already lost it. The whole concept, yeah, that means like you already lost everything. Like we're never going to be enough, good enough. Yeah. And good enough Christians. Oh, but I do Bible study. I do worship. I do that. Great. That's a great way to nurse your relationship with God. But that doesn't make you a better, like a better Christian or yeah. learning God's blessing and love more or less because you don't do. Um, so it's just like one thing that one of my friends say to me every time she sees me because she knows that I have that background of like, you know, rushing and trying to do things and God is like slowing me down. She's just like, girl, give yourself some grace. Yeah. I <laughs> like, mean, relax. Like, yeah, like take time to God, do your Bible study, do some worship, spend time with him because you need to listen to him every day because without him, you cannot go through a day without going crazy. Like I need to have yeah. my time with God to be just like my breakfast in the morning. Like I need that food so i can go through my day and like do not like um fall and just like go crazy so like i 
I use those tools that God gave me as just a tool to like feed from him and have a relationship with him. Because I had to take that performance out. Like, yeah, you're reading your Bible every day. Don't do that just to have a five-star review from God. Like, don't, oh, but prayer time. don't do, do that because you really need it. Like, that's your, like, like this, this little Bible study book. That's like my breakfast mm-hmm. for my spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't do it because, like, I, ha- I-, I was doing it for the wrong reasons in the beginning. So God yeah. had to show me, you're doing this so you can feed from my yeah. word that you can feed your spirit. Not because just like for performance like no you have to do this just like you have to cook breakfast in the morning see as the same thing and it's crazy because these in this generation and in this world unfortunately everything is based on performance numbers social media followers subscribers um, your bank accounts it's numbers everything is based on performance and numbers and for us to disconnect from that and be like, I do not live by performance. Like, I was listening to a worship say, God doesn't need a trophy from you. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't need you to prove anything. So, yeah. like, it's hard for you to disconnect and be like, yeah, the world needs this. But I don't. And God doesn't. He doesn't yeah. need me to show him any proof or results. Oh, today I did this. Yeah, no. He just value more your sincere heart when you're crying for help than you doing a hundred things to try to please him. It reminds me when you were saying like you, you study your devotional because it's like your breakfast. It's like, God doesn't need that. We don't, God doesn't need you to, to do devotional. He's good. It's not for him. It's for you. It's we need it. And I think it's it reminds me like whatever you feed will reign in your life. If you feed your spirit, your spirit is gonna control you. The fruit of the spirit will control you, which is the goal. If you don't feed your spirit, your flesh is going to reign in your life. And so that thing is going to be the leader of your life. So it's like whatever you feed guides you. And what you said too about like you start your day with that so that your the trajectory of your day can look a certain way um and it's like what you focus on is your future so if your focus in the morning is like god who god is who he created you to be whatever you're reading your devotional that carrying that with you is going to be the future of your day because it's going to instill more strength and more hope in you so that's what it means when we say like it's your breakfast. It's your strength because it really, it reshapes, it starts to reshape your mind and your perspective, which helps you have more strength throughout your day, no matter what happens. Um, whereas if you don't start your day with that, again, we're so anti-performance. So that's key. No matter what we say, like doing, um, that is key too. But like we do it it's a self-love thing too. So if like, it's like you, it's like, you know what it does to you and how it transforms you and how it benefits you. Um, not for what you get out of it with God, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think that was a great, a great example. I love the fuel thing. Cause it really is fuel. And I noticed yeah. so clearly when I like lack spending time with him, like, the parts of me that are so 
like impatient or any whatever my triggers are are easy or, or, yeah. or heavier and they're just in your face you know <laughs> like so yeah. it's harder to stray from like the things you don't want to do because you're not leaning on that strength that's available yeah so like when I started looking at like something that I need to do for God and then like he doesn't need that like I need to do this for myself and that also takes the weight of like the devotional prayer and worship time because when you have that in your life as a performance, it, it can very it can carry a weight that doesn't have to carry. Yeah, it's not like an obligation of like I ah, have to go to work, you have to do worship, right? Like it doesn't have to be something like oh I have to. No, like it's it's just the same thing of eating breakfast in the morning. You cannot wait to eat in the morning because you're hungry. That's how that should look like. Like it's not a checklist. It's just like I need to feed my spirit because it's gonna be hangry. Like when yeah. you're hangry in the spirit, you notice because you just like all over the place. I have no self-control when I'm You hungry. have no self-control. And yesterday I noticed that. Like yesterday, I barely spent time with God in the morning. And throughout the day, I was just like, so I was like, what? <laughs> um, yeah. And the only thing that we can do for God, and I was seeing a pastor saying, is worship. That's the only thing that we do who's actually for him yeah. is when you spend 30 minutes five minutes just focusing on him and singing a song and worshiping him or in a prayer just thanking him that's for him mm -hmm. but the rest is for you the the when you're praying before bed when you're doing devotionals when you're going through to church god doesn't need you you're doing there because he wants to feed you like it's for you um and like when you start, when we start thinking about that, we just see in a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Like it changes your perspective. And well, that's what praise does too. Like praise is like active trust. Like no matter what your looks like, it's you actively trusting him because you're praising him for all that he's done, all who he is, who he is regardless of what everything else looks like. It's like, and it's, I think it's just an, like that rewires your brain in itself. The more you just like, you praise God no matter what it, your life looks like. It's like that reminds you that you have everything that you need, even if it seems like you don't. Because yeah. our mind will tell us that we don't. But it's just like that trust, that pray, like praising him no matter the season helps you grow in your trust. Because, I don't know, it just keeps your focus off of you and puts it on him. Because when we're yeah. like, when we're self this is another thing like you're probably very an introspective person too but being someone who's so introspective and so in their head and like like a lot of times it's like I have to just turn off me like I'm done thinking about me I'm done because yeah. when we think about ourselves that's when insecurities come up that's when pride comes oh no up. That's don't when, start on that route <laughs> yeah so I'm like another thing that I'm just like I'm done we're done. We're done thinking about me. I'm, yeah. I'm over it. Over I had to it. do this today. I was like so in, the, in, in my head. I was like, wait, God, I'm done. come back a minute. Come no. back a minute. Let's talk about it. Cause <laughs> Someone, I think I read a post. I don't remember who it was, but she was like, insecurity is a form of pride because it's you thinking of you. Why are you that important? We're not like, 
get out of like stop thinking get about her own head so much and just like be you don't think about you just be it <laughs> yeah and it's like i know it's hard for you for for you like to change the pattern and that's another reason like why when you start knowing god it makes your life so much easier like guys if like if you guys who doesn't the like if you don't believe in god how you're doing put in the comments please because we we want to know because we are <laughs> we know him we have like we're that you know we're having we that, like, still have days source and like you guys like you do everything by yourself yeah i mean i think it's just a good like it's good to just like take that assessment like how are you doing how do you cope how do you manage all of the things coming in your life and exactly it just and i think our message is just like there's a better way it doesn't have to be that like hustle it doesn't have to be that high stakes that performative um always striving narrative and there's a way to be and again i don't think you can actually thrive in who you were created to be when you're functioning in that yeah because that is a version of not allowing yourself to be loved completely when you're constantly striving because you're not you're not you're not like at rest with like what is like you're 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 telling yourself that you have to continue to strive in order to to make it or to be okay or to be loved or whatever the narrative is. And it's like, no, you can actually rest and have complete joy and purpose and peace doing nothing more. Yeah. And so I think that's our message. <laughs> yeah. We've been like these days, we just spend so much energy in trying to do stuff and be somebody like be somebody that you're not and trying to live up to other people's expectations or trying to earn things like, love and peace and all of that it's exhausting yeah it, like it takes you an amount of energy that that's why people burn out so badly these days and so work. like people are just like so spending the energy like they wake up feeling worse than they went to bed every day like it's never like they never have that time to like loosen up It's always like building and building and building year after year, day after day, and you just never release it. Like yeah. you don't have that literally peace, the peace that comes from God. Like that, that amount of peace that like, I'm sorry, we can try to explain how it feels, but I, I can't because, yeah. and it's hard for you to understand when you don't understand the love of God or you don't experience it because I see people like I see myself a few years ago hustling in every area of my life. And I was like, how I, I wasn't okay. So like, it's just like, this is just an invite for you to like, if you don't know God, it's, he's literally a breath away. Just like Maddie was talking about when she was on her lowest and she literally said, God help me. Um, you can say the same thing. You don't need a fancy prayer to meet God. Yeah. You don't need to be perfect to to go to him. Be like, yeah, whenever I figure out my life, I go to God. Like, you don't have to because he's a master in broken people. Yeah. Um, he, he came, Jesus came down to the earth for the broken, for the ones who were ignored by society, 
for the ones who needed the most. He didn't come to earth for the righteous, for the people who thought they were good, they were okay, they didn't need Jesus. Doing all so, the right things. No, so like if you feel like you're too broken or too messy, that's exactly his like specialty. And um, we are, are we are just here trying to like send this message of like that's that's all he needs. It's just like you say, Jesus, I just need you. I need to know who you are, and that's it. Like it's. Yeah. it's is that simple? I think too, like based off of what we're both going through currently, it's also really important to know like you never make it. And I think why we get so like blindsided by those low moments is because we think we should make it or be somewhere by now or have the, this amount of freedom by now or not have to deal with old issues or just like be completely at peace and free forever and that's just how it is because we follow Jesus. But just know like no one on this planet ever makes it. No one on this planet is ever not having to work through stuff. We're constantly having to do the work and evolve and grow and build our character. We never make it. And so I think it's just on my heart to explain like because it's easy to think you're doing something wrong when you're in the middle of a struggle or a low moment, but it's like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just a human. Like we're all going to be going through low moments till the day we die. You know, yeah. like there will be highs, there will be lows. I think it's just how we get through it. And every time, yes, you're going to get like, you always go from glory to glory. So I'm sure the way you handle a low moment now is better than how you used to hand it, handle it, right? And it, I just, I guess all of that to say, like, there's no shame in having a low moment in any time of your walk. Like, just like, there, I think there's a false narrative with believers, like, you're good and you're happy all the time, you know? And if, and if you're not, then you're doing something wrong. It's like, no, you're just a human who has a very <laughs> real, real enemy at play. And if anything, it's like, it's a sign that you're doing the right thing because the enemy is intimidated about who you can become and who you are becoming. So no matter what you're feeling you're going through, like everyone is there, like there don't believe the lie that just because like you see on social media, like people doing the right things and they're happy that they don't struggle because everyone does. So everybody, everybody does. We do. And yeah. like, I know we try sometimes we tend to hide it from people because like why one time I made a video, I think it was the most like just so just to wrap it up here. Yeah. Um we I was in a that I have a video on the podcast that I did it by myself that I spent half of the video or more just crying. Um it was the entire podcast of me just crying nonstop. I could barely talk. Mm. And it's a lot of people send me a message asking, why are you recorder? If you're like so sensitive and you're crying that much, why didn't wait for you to get like a little better so yeah, you could talk? And I was like, why? Like, I know I felt that that day I needed to talk about it because I was feeling it. And I was like, it's so funny how people have the expectation of like, why would you record a podcast while you're crying almost the entire time? Oh, like, why not? Because people are not used to seeing vulnerability on the social right. media. They're, yeah. they're used to seeing the stage, everything perfect, in a mature conversation. 
And sometimes it's not going to be like that. Like, that's why I started this podcast. Because, like, it doesn't matter if I'm having a happy day or a great day or if I'm going to cry on camera. It's supposed to be because people need, need this, like, truth. And, like, just yeah. don't be ashamed of, like, if you cry, cry. If you're feeling bad, sometimes you're going to talk to somebody about you're feeling bad and that person's going to be going through the same thing and they're just waiting for somebody to relate to them. Like, mm-hmm. me and Madeline, we're going through the exact same thing. And today, while I was speaking, we're like, oh, my God, we're going through the same thing. And this yeah. the same, like, so, like, that's how vulnerability help you connect with people because there's a lot you're of people alone. like, you're not alone. And, like, if you don't show it, you're never going to know. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, I love that you did a vulnerable podcast because it's, like, that's why people don't feel loved when they're in their low moments. Because we think it's a moment that's less lovable than when you're super happy. Like, you're not any less lovable at any stage of any emotion. You are the same level of loved through it all. And so I love that you showed it and you're showing it and you're owning it and you're being vulnerable and raw because I think it's needed, especially in the Christian culture of like having looking a happy perfect. face. Yeah. So yeah. And looking for a love it. No one. No, not even close. <laughs> not even well, close. Guys, I want to thank you so much for coming again. That should become a series. Many I agree. <laughs> I agree. The series of like, okay, so what did you what what are you going through this week? What are you going through right what now? The, what was the low this week? <laughs> what was the lowest moment that you went through? Yeah, oh, thank yeah. you so much for coming. Every time that we get together to record a podcast, it's always like, it's always great. We always have it's so many times. Thanks for having and me. Anytime, because I like to have those like not kind of conversations because we literally. The intention of the podcast, guys, came because I was used to FaceTime my friend from Brazil a lot. And we spent, like, hours like this, like, having conversations and random conversations. And when I decided to start a podcast, I just wanted to feel like I'm recording a conversation with a friend. And I love because that's exactly what happened. That's why I record. I started recording. We didn't have an introduction today. Like that's we're, right. just, we're, just we're, we're we were talking to each other. She just asked, "How are you? How are you doing?" And I start talking. She start talking. I just play record. So you just literally saw FaceTime call. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so true. There was no intro or like we're gonna talk about this. It was literally just like we just went not <laughs> So well, good. thank you so much. And well, we're going to see you guys in the next episode. Yes. Stay tuned.